0: I heard something recently, um, a writer who was not a copywriter was referencing these two types of writing. And when I heard it, it just immediately stuck that this distinction was incredibly powerful. And I've shared it with a few other writers since then. And everyone absolutely agrees that this not only leads to better final draft writing, but also kind of upends the entire writing process in a very positive and powerful way that will lead you to write better, faster. Now, I'm specifically in this episode going to talk to you about how to write better sales copy faster and how to apply this as a copywriter because, well, I mean, for any writer, Uh, who is paid based on their output, and most writers are paid on some level based on their output, writing better, faster is going to lead to more income and more success, all of that. Uh, With copywriters, it's doubly important because the more promotions you launch, the more sales letters, video sales letters, landing pages, whatever advertisements that you write, uh, the better, like the more output that you have, the more financially successful you tend to be as a writer. Um, so, with that, let's dive into my notes here and let's talk about how to write better sales copy faster. Uh, first things first, I'm not telling you to churn out crap. In fact, if you do this, the the output, the the quality of the output will only increase um, because it's an essential part part of this two types of writing. Uh, so. In a, as part of a testimonial uh, kudos that he gave to me, Mark Ford said, good thinking is the essence of good nonfiction writing. And Mark Ford is well known uh, under his pen name, Michael Masterson for writing about marketing and business and copywriting. He's a partner in a billion dollar plus publishing company that largely drives revenue through copywriting. And so he knows a thing or two about good writing, good nonfiction writing and good copywriting. And in generally, or in general, I a hundred percent agree with Mark. Uh, when you think better, you write better. When you think better, you write better. And so much of what I do and what I teach is focused on helping you think better about marketing, copywriting, all of that, uh, because I know that that makes you a better writer, a better copywriter, right? Um. But I think that this this does kind of set up a trap for you if you are if you're not paying attention, that you might focus so much on the thinking that your quantity of output goes down significantly. And that won't help you ultimately be uh, more successful as a writer because you don't want to get stuck in that thinking process. And in fact, what I'm going to teach you today shows you that you don't even have to think before you write. Now that may seem a little bit silly, but it'll make sense here in just a second. So there's two types of writing. Which one do you want to do first? The the two types of writing are writing to think and writing to share. Writing to think and writing to share. And this was the distinction that to me jumped out and screamed as like, hey, this is very, very powerful thinking. So when you are writing to think, the intention is not to share what you are writing. The intention is to just get ideas, to capture ideas, to capture thinking. And actually, as you're capturing thinking, what's happening is your brain is actively processing whatever it is that you're writing about. And it forces you to uh, to, to clarify ideas. It forces you to bring together ideas. It forces you to uh, support your ideas with um anything tangible that's going to work its way into the writing, right? And so you write to think and it does not have to be great writing. It doesn't even have to necessarily be like complete sentences or anything like that. It's again, just about capturing the ideas going through your head versus writing to share, which is what we often do as professional writers. We are We're writing to put something out into the world. And, you know, as a sales copywriter, oftentimes that's sales copy, right? But that is a completely different type of writing. And a lot of times what we're doing is we're trying to think ahead of time and then. When it comes out, we are hoping that it's as close to the final product as possible. And that really actually, it forces you to do a lot of thinking in your head. It forces you to um, do what should be done on paper in your mind and try to hold on to it. And then when you're putting it on, on the page, it's, it's just a, a process that is slowed down by not having gone through the, the thinking process on paper first. Now, uh, quoting Earl Nightingale, founder of Nightingale Conant, ideas are slippery fish. They seem to have a particular knack of getting away from us. Because of this, the creative person always had a a pad and pencil handy. And uh, I will say, like, one of the most effective things that you can do Uh, as someone who is a paid writer is to always be capturing ideas and capture them as quick as possible. Uh, You know, I have lots of great ideas and many of them, if I forget to capture them, are gone forever. Um, And at this stage of the process, it's fine if the ideas you're capturing are bad. If you capture a fish that is not, you know, if you catch a fish that's not, uh, not so good to eat or not fully grown or whatever, right, you can throw it back. You can throw it back, right? Uh, the the whole point is to capture it as quick as possible, and to have it there on the page for you to make a decision uh, what to do about it. Now, you know, uh, profanity warning. There is a, a strong recommendation, and this is completely. Uh, correlated with what I'm talking about here with the two types of writing uh, by professional writers to write a shitty first draft, and really the whole idea of this is just to capture your thinking on paper to get get all of your thinking out on paper. And like I have a journal sitting next to me, I, I do this a lot. You you just want to you want to capture ideas as quick as possible. Uh, I you know when I was when I was. I'm I'm just starting a a new client project right now, uh, kind of wading back into the financial copywriting space, and I I had something that I knew was not a, a final idea, but I knew that there was something to it, and I knew that there was an opportunity to uh, to coalesce much of the research that I've been uh, doing around this this project by opening up a. Google document and just starting to write copy and it doesn't have to be final copy It can all be thrown away. In fact, I think it is all going to be thrown away Uh, It doesn't need to be shareable. It definitely does not need to be that copy that's gonna show up on the landing page, right? but The whole point is just to get some words on paper that I can react to, that I can say, that's not good enough. Oh, that piece is great. That piece is really useful. I'm going to carry that over into the next iteration of the document. And actually, I've already created version 2.0 of the document and I'm twisting it around uh, using some of the thinking that went into the first document. And this next one might also be writing to think. I don't know. I don't know. But it's about getting that idea captured as much as possible. And one of the cool things that happens when you take this approach is when you write copy fast, when you write anything fast, it has a whole extra energy. Uh, Now, my high-velocity copywriting program is named that for a reason. Other copywriters, uh, Scott Haynes, the late Scott Haynes, he had a a program called Speed Copywriting Secrets, many other copywriters have recognized that when you write copy fast, it tends to perform better. It tends to have an energy to it that keeps the reader engaged, right? And if you are writing to present, it's going to be really hard to, if you're writing to share, it's going to be really hard to have that energy to it versus embracing the fact that this first draft is not necessarily going to be the best, right? This first draft does not have to be final. This first draft is really just me trying to get a bunch of thoughts on paper. And so I can write this first draft as fast as possible to get as many of these ideas out as possible, right? And that's going to give it the energy that it needs to... Capture the reader's attention to pull the reader in to pull the reader along. It's going to make the copy do what Marty Edelston said that great copy does, which is make you vibrate. And so, the real purpose of this first draft is to give you something to edit or to rewrite. Um, ultimately, that that good nonfiction, uh, good thinking is the essence of good nonfiction writing. From Mark Ford, uh, it, this is about getting some of that thinking down so that you can edit it later. And if it has that velocity in the first draft, yes, you can chop things up, you can move things around, you can reorganize, but the the essence of it will still have that high velocity, right? And so that first draft is giving you all the, the raw thought that you can then use to refine, to make it into a good final product. And the other thing that it's doing is it's setting you up for um, for, for this other part of the process that is often a, kind of a, a hidden factor behind a lot of really successful marketing promotions, which is it gives you the opportunity to make it a team effort. It's, hey, this is the idea that I'm working with. This is some of the copy that I'm working with. And Um, How can we make it better? So like when I do a copy review with someone, a lot of times what's going on is a conversation back and forth. Like I have this, I have this draft that's maybe not the first draft. It's maybe they did a first draft and then they've done some editing and they've done some reworking and, and they've done some refining, but then getting an outside perspective gives us all an opportunity to, to look at it from, uh, in, in a new light and Make it better by recognizing, okay, there are these good elements here. Let's move them around. Let's edit this out. Let's add this idea in here. And again, it was all about getting all the thinking out ahead of time and then figuring out how to transform that thinking in a way that makes it imminently shareable. Um, and so when you want to get your sales copy ready to share, which is the writing to share, Right a lot of times it's going to be editing 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 your thinking it's going to be like you know wine and beer go through this fermentation process where uh, there's this initial um, must or wart depending on whether you're doing uh, wine or beer and it's this very sweet liquid right but then with yeast which is the editing process it's turned into this much more complex drink um And, and, and good writing is going to require kind of this fermentation process. And oftentimes there's some, some time involved, right? Where you are letting it sit and then you're able to react to it, right? It starts with writing to think you're getting it all on the page and then you're able to react to it through time and you're able to make it better and make it better and make it better. Right. But it is also important to remember that good enough is good enough. And Dan Kennedy teaches us to get our writing to a good enough spot, which may only be 95% of its potential. But at some point, you, know, you, want to, you want it to be shared because that sales copy is going to perform best when you actually share it in the marketplace, right? And so you write to think, you get it out of your head as fast as possible. You go through the editing process, right? You turn it into writing to share But you never get it to perfect and you should never try to get it to perfect because the only way that it's going to start generating results is if you get it in the marketplace and you ask them to take action. So my call to action for you at the end of this episode is ask yourself, how can you use this lesson to write better sales copy faster? Don't forget to like and subscribe so you get more content like this delivered to you. I mentioned my high-velocity copywriting course. That link is included in the description, along with a link to my private copy review service if you're interested in speaking with me about your copy and getting it ready to see the market. I'm Roy Fur this is Breakthrough Marketing Secrets, and I'll catch you again in the next episode. See you soon.